I'd like you to put your hands together for the unannounced star of today's show, Jaden. Let's give him a hand. As he... Come on up, Jaden. Come on. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up. You'll see from his reaction that this is a complete surprise. How are you, Jaden? Hi, Chris. I'm good. Thank you. You can have that. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, Jaden, uh, we're talking about thirst today. Thirst. Can you recall a time in your life when you have been really thirsty? Really, really thirsty. Really, really thirsty. Like, yeah, like you've been on a long bushwalk and your water bottles run out or something. It's in the middle of the summer. That sums it up pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Big bushwalk, um, tank was empty. We were relying on this tank to get water. Yeah. That was empty, so we were waterless. You were carrying a tank. Nah, there's hiking spot, hiking spot. Oh, there's a... Yeah, yeah. Oh, like you were getting to a tank. Yes. And then you got there and... It was <gasps> empty. It was empty. And we were thirsty. And like, <laughs> can, you, can you sort of give a facial expression to what you were feeling at that point? Like... Darn, <laughs> 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 like... Yeah, like so let down. Yeah. Thirsty. Okay. I want you just to imagine for a moment that you're there, right? So close your eyes, close your eyes. And I'll just take this. Oh, no, actually, you hold that. Okay, just, okay. Just close your eyes. Imagine you're there in that situation. You're so thirsty. You've been walking, 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 and you've been looking forward to this tank. And then... You know, you get there and it's empty, but beside the tank, there's an esky of ice-cold Coca-Cola. And you, you pull it out and then, you know, you savour every, every moment of this that's coming, right? Because you know what's coming. And you... It's good, right? It's good. And would you take that Coke and have it? Would that quench your thirst? Um, maybe. Okay, you can open your eyes. Stay there, stay there, stay there. Um, I have a friend who was a missionary in Pakistan, and he was there, and everywhere in Pakistan you had Coke ads life, you know, billboards up around everywhere, and... You get so hot in the summer in Pakistan. And he said, you just see these, you know, booths with refrigerated Coca-Cola and you're so thirsty and you come up and you think, I just want a Coke. He said, but the thing about Coke is when you have it, it doesn't quench your thirst. It, it actually leaves you hanging for another one. And the more you have, the less you feel satisfied. It doesn't quench your thirst. Now, just keep standing there because you've got another job to do, right? It's very exciting. <laughs> no, all right. So, you know, people can be spiritually thirsty. Thirsty for God. Thirsty for God to fill them up. It's not just that they, I don't mean that they have questions, they're wondering about God, they have puzzles, you know, but they're actually thirsty in their soul. 
Maybe it's the case that they are guilty, they feel guilt for what they've done, and they long to be washed clean, and they long for God to embrace them and to say, you are forgiven, and that slate, that record is wiped clean, and everything that there was between us, it's now gone. Welcome into my embrace, and let's start anew. Let's have a new life together where we are like this, not like this. Okay. Some people can feel thirsty for God for other reasons. There's an emptiness inside. Maybe they don't know that they're thirsty for God, but they've tried things in life that they hope will make them fulfilled, the things that the advertisers keep saying will make them fulfilled, but they buy that new thing, they wear that new thing, they try that new thing, and it never, ever fills them up. And they are thirsty, and they sort of shuffle through life wondering, what will replenish me? Okay, people are thirsty for God. Now, kids, it's a bit like this. All right, here is a picture. A picture of a, I don't know, a guy sitting down. All right. But then imagine, imagine he suddenly got filled up and his life completely changed. Just like that. Just like that. Even though beforehand he was like that. Wouldn't that be amazing? Now that would be kind of like someone who finds God. Beforehand, they're empty. And the, whoa, well, he was changed. So, so there you go. That would be like after he found God. So there you are. Now, um, can you pick, I need you to do something, a demonstration, because Jesus came to satisfy people's thirst, but it was a bit tense, and so we're going to have a bit of tension here. I need you to pick the strongest person you know in this room. Just look around. Not, do not pick Caleb, because it'll matter at this point. <laughs> I mean, Caleb, you'll grow into be a massively strong person, I know, but Strongest just not person. at the moment. Right. That, that's got to be Beck Crawley. <laughs> okay, you picked her, all right. Okay, I want you to sit down. You know, Beck, you can, you can get... Um, compliments in life, but I guess you probably haven't had this. Could you come up on this side, perhaps? Now, what I'd like you to do, um, Jesus came to fill people up and to satisfy them with thirst, their emptiness. Now, all you have to do, it's very simple task, is for the duration of this talk to stand like this. That's all. All right. This is slightly dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Exciting, isn't it? All right, so mm, maybe. Uh, could you go on the other side? Because yeah. that, that's, that's better, yeah. That's better. Okay. Now, what happened, what happened was um, a bit tense. Now, I don't know if you were at church last week and you remembered what happened. We're in John chapter 7. Okay. At the end of John chapter 6, most of Jesus' followers have deserted him, and Jesus, Jesus knows that there are Jews in Jerusalem, and they want to kill him. 
And, and so Jesus goes north to Galilee. He's hiding there because he knows that if he goes down to Jerusalem, people want to kill him. So his disciples, sorry, his brothers who are up there in Galilee, they're not, they don't believe in him. And they say, why don't you go down to Jerusalem? Why don't you go down there and make a big show about yourself? Why don't you go down there and do some miracles so that everyone can believe in you? They're not believing in him, but they say, why don't you just go down there? And Jesus says, my time has not yet come. I won't go down there. <laughs> How are you going, Beck? But then he says, then he says, yes, I will. And he goes down in secret. Okay. Oh, sorry about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, Anglican baptism. All right, so, and, and when he got there, different people are doing different things. So, Jesus' brothers were saying, why don't you go down? Jesus does go down, and when he's there, the Pharisees are looking for him to try and find out where he is, to kill him. And the people, the people are whispering to one another, saying... Where is he? Where is he? And could he be? Could he be the one who was to come? Could he be the Messiah? And maybe, maybe not. And then halfway through, how are you going, Beck? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Halfway through, <laughs> Jesus stands up and he begins to publicly teach. And people are saying, oh, it's very tense, isn't it? <laughs> and, and they're publicly teaching. And they're saying, where did Jesus get all this learning from? And Jesus said, guess what? My teaching didn't come from me. I didn't make it up. It came from the Father. And people are going, what? What? And um, Jesus is saying, why, why are you trying to kill me? And they're saying, your teaching came from the Father. You're mad. You're mad. You're demon-possessed. Jesus says, you know, I did one miracle, one miracle before you, and you want to kill me. How's it going, Beck? And um, <laughs> one miracle. And you, you do a little surgical operation on little boys on a Sabbath, and I'm, I'm healing the whole person. He says, stop judging by appearances. Make a right judgment. Well done, Beck. Thanks. Now... the strongest person that he knew. This is well done, Beck. And you, you didn't fail him. You can go, you can go down. Now, um, we were talking about thirst. Coke won't satisfy. You can just hold that for a moment. Jesus said, stop judging by appearances and make a right judgment. Do you see what I did there? You see? See? Can I explain that? Well, the water is meant to satisfy you, make a right judgment. Ju judgment. I just, there's a little word play with there, you know, for Sean, just so he can understand. All right. So Jesus has come to satisfy our thirst, make a right judgment about him. We'll see what happens in a bit. Give you a round of applause for Jaden. Thank you.
it's okay. Okay. The first Bible reading comes from John chapter 7, verses 25 to 36. At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, Isn't this the man they have trying to kill? Here he is, speaking publicly, and they are not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Messiah? But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority, but I am here because... But he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. At this, they tried to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Still, many in the crowd believed in him. They said, when the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs than this man? The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time. Then I am going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What did he mean when he said, You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come? Well read, Elizabeth. Now, um, all through our lives, we are making judgments about people. Here's a basket of hats. So let's just pretend that every time you make a judgment about people, you're putting a hat on that person in your head. You're imagining a hat on them. So someone seems a bit old-fashioned. Put an old-fashioned hat on their head. Someone is a very good problem solver, maybe a, you know, who's that guy? Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes hat, right? Um, someone's really bad, balaclava, right? Could put a balaclava on that person. Don't want to know them, scary, scary. Someone who just, he just likes exploring things. Okay, an explorer's hat. Someone who's a bit cavalier in their attitude. Put a cavalier hat on, right? Someone who just thinks they want to rule the world. Well, you know, da-da-da-da. All right. So, you know, imagine you're putting lots of different hats on people. Jesus has said, stop judging by appearances, make a right judgment. He's saying, make a right judgment about me. Because everyone's talking about him. Who is he? You know, is he mad? Is he bad? Is he evil? Is he the Messiah from God? People are talking, but they're only talking whispers because they're afraid. Okay, you've got to make up your, right, your mind about Jesus. All right. The crowd are confused. And some of them are heading in the right direction. Okay. And they're saying... What's going on? He's teaching at this big festival in front of everyone. And the authorities aren't doing anything. What gives? Isn't this the one they're trying to kill? Have the authorities really decided that Jesus is the Messiah, the King, 
sent from God to rescue people, as the prophets said. And then other people were saying, no, 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 he can't be that because Jesus is from Galilee and when the Messiah comes, we're not going to know where he's from. And then Jesus stands up and he says, yes, you know me, you know where I am from, but you don't know the one who sent me, but I do. I'm from him and he is the one who sent me. And then the crowd, well, they start putting hats on Jesus. Now, how do you have a hat for a demon-possessed person? I don't know. Is that like this? Ah! You know, something like that. And so they, they're saying, he's demon-possessed. He's mad. All right, and they try and seize him. But Jesus' time hadn't come yet. God was in charge. He wouldn't let himself be taken and killed just at that moment. Okay. But we're told also that many people came and believed in him. Because they said, when the Messiah comes... Is he going to do more miracles than we've seen Jesus do? I bet Jesus has done so many. The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering to themselves. And the chief priests then sent the soldiers to go and arrest Jesus. Now, what would you think Jesus would do? I would have expected him to run away. And he says... No, I'm with you just such a short time. Guess what? Where I am about to go, you cannot follow me. And then, whoa, where are we? They say, to me, they say to each other, what does Jesus mean when he says, where I'm going, you can't find? I mean, where does he think he's gonna go that we won't be able to track him down? Jesus says, no, no, no. I'm with you only a short time. And where I'm going, you cannot follow. Jesus is the Messiah sent from God and he's calling upon each of us to make a right judgment about himself. Remember, this all connects into spiritual thirst and to satisfying your spiritual thirst. You have to make a right judgment about him to believe in him. What does happen when you believe? We're gonna find out. Before we have our next Bible reading, 